Hey, everybody. Uh, happy New Year from us here at the... Lost G New Day podcast show with Renono and KJ Menlo. Um, hope you all had a nice holiday season. <laughs> we never really come up with a way to start the show. But anyway, everybody, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, good to hear you, see you guys, we, even though we don't see you, um, and this is the, cro- the Ross G New Tape Podcast Show, the show where we cross out existing text to create new text. My name is KJ Menlo. This is my partner, Renano. Hi, KJ. Tell us what the inspiration for this week's crossout was. Yeah, but even before we get to that, okay, I'm going to come clean. In the past, <laughs> we've talked about how many people have been writing in and kind of made it seem like there were a lot of people writing in. Yeah, I thought we had tons of listeners. You said you, said you have to comb through them every week. You'd read me a few. Well... That wasn't entirely true. Uh, we just got our first email from a fan. Really? Yes. This is from our, a person named Franklin Garrison Eliste. Beautiful name. <laughs> so he sent in a Ross. This is, I was so happy to see this. You don't even understand. Next week, I'm going to pretend that we have a lot of emails coming in. This is our first and only email that we've ever gotten. All right. This is exciting. This is this is a neat idea from uh, our friend our friend Franklin Garrison Aliste, who shall be known hereafter as Frank E. Lee. That's his cross-out <laughs> name that he made for himself. Excellent. I think he's named after Robert E. Lee, sort of. Yeah, it sounds like it's his brother. We do. We get a lot of those cousins and brothers and, and uh, yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. And what was his brother or his cousin's name? Jeff? D-A-R-A-L. Poe. Yeah, Daryl Poe. This is Frank E. Lee. <laughs> All right, the original text that he sent in is... The Ross G. Mute Podcast Show. Join Ranano and KJ Menlo as they cross out letters of existing texts to form new stories, which may or may not make any sense. They think it's fun. That's our um, our like tagline from Apple Podcasts or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So he okay. took that, which is such and a good idea. It what a great idea. So he he rossed it, and here's what he came up with. These apps win. Ronono and KJ Menlo are existing to form new rich mayo. Mayo. My sensei thinks it's fun. That's so good. That's a good, uh, I would listen to a show that that's how it was advertised. Anything involving a sensei is usually pretty cool. Just sensei thinks it's fun. There's got to be something to it. And a little kind of tie-in is that I do like I've never actually done it but I've always kind of wanted to make my own mayo I know I know it's basically just oil and egg whites and then like a little bit of I think salt maybe a few other things I think it's pretty easy to make and I like I like turkey sandwich with mayo on it I always thought it might be kind of a fun thing to make my own well that's so why that's why we're existing 
Yeah. <laughs> Did it that sentence stop after the word existing? Was it existing? Period. Ranano and KJ Menlo are existing to form new comma oh, rich okay. mayo, and then new okay. new sentence mayo. <laughs> <laughs> I do like mayo. I'm not. I, I yeah. And I I think I misread it the first time. It actually says my sensei think it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> That's the classic Rossing problem where you love to have a plural but you can't. The uh, yeah yeah it's it's not easy to conjugate. Those s's need them. Sometimes you don't have them. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for writing in. Oh, Frank, that was fantastic. He really captured the spirit of Ross. That text got crossed out and made into a new text. We call that getting Rossed. So this week, uh, it was my chance to choose, and I chose a text about one of my favorite sports, maybe my favorite sport, baseball. It's an article called Who Invented Baseball? This has no author. It's like kind of like a Wikipedia type Okay. Uh, type of deal. Okay. So I'll get right into it. Ready? Yes. I would like to apologize for Ronano's extremely boring text choice. Fast forward three minutes and 15 seconds unless you'd like to learn some boring facts about a boring sport. Best wishes. I'm Ross. Who invented baseball? A Civil War hero named Abner Doubleday is often credited with developing the game in 1839, but the real history is older and more complicated. You may have heard that a young man named Abner Doubleday invented the game known as baseball in Cooperstown, New York during the summer of 1839. Doubleday then went on to become a Civil War hero, while baseball became America's beloved national pastime. Not only is that story untrue, but it's also not even in the ballpark. Baseball's real origins date back way further, to at least the 18th century. Who was Abner Doubleday? Doubleday, who was born to a prominent family in upstate New York in 1819, was still at West Point in 1839, and he never claimed to have anything to do with baseball. Instead, he served as a Union Major General in the American Civil War, and later became a lawyer and writer. In 1907, 16 years after Doubleday's death, a special commission created by the sporting goods magnate and former Major League player A.J. Spaulding was set up to determine baseball's origins, namely if it was invented in the United States or derived from games in the United Kingdom. The commission used flimsy evidence. The claims of one man, mining engineer Abner Graves, who said he went to school at Doubleday, to come up with the origin story, which managed to stick. Cooperstown businessmen and major league officials seized on myths and daring power in the 1930s when they established the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in the village. What are baseball's real origins? As it turns out, the real history of baseball is a little more complicated than the Doubleday legend. References to games resembling baseball in the United States date back to the 18th century. Its most direct ancestors appear to be two English games. Rounders, a children's game brought to New England by the earliest colonists, and cricket. By the time of the American Revolution, variations on such games were being played on schoolyards and college campuses across the country. They became even more popular in newly industrialized cities where men sought work in the mid-19th century. 
In September 1845, a group of New York City men founded the New York Knickerbocker Baseball Club. One of them, volunteer firefighter and bank clerk Alexander Joy Cartwright, would codify a new set of rules that would form the basis for modern baseball, calling for a diamond-shaped infield, foul lines, and the three-strike rule. He also abolished the dangerous practice of tagging runners by throwing balls at them. <laughs> I like that part. <laughs> it's like wiffle ball. That's what we. That's how we played wiffle ball. Kickball is <laughs> yeah, like that. Exactly. It's, but you're using a bar. You're using like a a rocket though. <laughs> it's a hard ball. That was yeah, killed. That's awesome. <laughs> Cartwright's changes made the burgeoning pastime faster paced and more challenging, while clearly differentiating it from older games like cricket. In 1846, the Knickerbockers played the first official game of baseball against a team of cricket players, beginning a new, uniquely American tradition. Did you learn something there, KJ? I actually learned quite a bit. Um, I didn't know that that... It's Abner Doubleday never... It said he never claimed to have anything to do with baseball, right? Yeah. I mean that's crazy. That every I didn't know till just now that story. I'd never heard that story before. I think it's crazy that he has nothing to do with baseball. <laughs> How did it? And then some guy with the same first name, first unlikely first name, yeah. made up the story and started telling people. That's great. All right, KJ, tis. Oh yeah, I'm up first, huh? Your turn. Okay. Um, I don't know if I if I like this one or not, but I'm going to read it and uh, see what you think. I, I, I Okay, the name was yours was Who Invented Baseball. This one is Who Invented Blah Blah. <laughs> Quote, unquote, blah, blah. Question like, mark. You know, the, the, the saying, Who Invented the Saying, Blah Blah. Oh. You may have heard that a young man named Ned Ouble invented blah and went on to become a Civil War hero. Not only is that story untrue, but it's also false. <laughs> it's definitely not true if it's untrue and false. Ooble spread, okay, who spreading <laughs> Who was Ned Ooble? Ooble, who was born to a pony. Ooble, who was born to a pony in upstate New York in 1819, was still wet in 1839 and needed a bath. He served margarine and later became a yurter. Hold on a second. What's a yurter? Okay. Do you know what a yurt is? Kind of. I mean, I've it's heard like, the word. Like in certain um, civilizations, I guess. Maybe, uh, I think like like places maybe in Russia. Oh, no, no. I think it's an Afghani deserty type of thing. It's like... Um, a teepee or a wigwam, okay. but it's. I think it's for desert dwelling people. So, and it's also spelled differently. It's spelled Y U R T. It's not Y E R T. Also, if you live somewhere, like, am I a houser? Because I live in a house. <laughs> I did look, and yurter is not a word. But I, I get it. Be. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. In 1907, 16 years after. Notice there was no transition at all. <laughs> just, in 1907, 16 years after Ublay's death, a special commission created by 10 good men and <laughs> AJ Spaulding all right. was, set up, was set up to determine <laughs> B's origins. Now, just a quick aside, there's a few different... 
there's a few different spots where blah blah has been <laughs> um, uh, curtailed to just be. I didn't want to run my fax machine too hot. I was trying to cut out letters where I could. When you like, I knew you were going to have to reference blah blah because the article is about it, and I was like, "There's no right. way he's going to get those letters again. <laughs> no chance." Yeah, I don't. I think I only got one blah blah at the beginning. I think they all became either just blah. Or B. <laughs> so a special commission was created by 10 good men and f- AJ Spalding <laughs> to set up B's origins. I think it's funny that there's a slur in there. And that's for really... no reason whatsoever. I kind of took it maybe he wasn't not he wasn't using a gay, he was using it like just jerk off. You know, kind of like the, okay, the eighth grade. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, all right, I get it. But I, it could be either. Either yeah. way, I don't think they needed to... I mean, the it's an, he's an author of an article. You're not really supposed to... All right. Uh... It determined B's origins. Namely, if it was invented in Ned or derived from G's in the United Kingdom. Invented in Ned. So that's like yeah, in like, his did brain. He co- right. That's what I think. Or, that's what I think it means. Or did he steal it from G's <laughs> in the United <laughs> Kingdom? Did he? Did Ned come up with it? Or did, yeah, right. Okay. Or was it, well, der- yeah, or was it from G's, like OG's, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like real old school dudes in uh, the United Kingdom. I wonder what they f- figured out. The commission used flimsy vids of one man, Minger Abe Grass, who said he cool with Uble, to come up with the origin story. <laughs> Do you know what a Minger is? Shouldn't that be Minger? Isn't that like a... Well, there's... I know there's a... Um, have you ever heard of a band called Super Furry Animals? Sure. I think they had a song... Um, and one of the lyrics was, I'm a minger, you're a minger too. And I want to, it's a British, it's either British or Irish or Scottish or something, but it's a, a UK slang for an ugly person. Yeah. Like, u- ugly in appearance. Yeah. Okay. That's, there's a lot of UK stuff in this article. I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Abe says he cool. He He's he cool. cool. He cool. Yeah, he cool with Uble. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the commission used his videos. Who said? And he, this guy said, "Yeah, me and Uble are buddies." So those videos were used to come up with the story. Yeah. Managers, twins, and morgue officials <laughs> seized on my enduring power when they established the national blah. Then I wrote, "This is this is." outside of the realm of the crossing out. Yeah. An editor's note, that should have been spelled B-L-A-H, but it wasn't there, so I'm chalking this up to a typo in the original text. The National Blah Museum, spelled B-L-A-H-A, I'm sorry, B-L-H-A, yep. out of necessity, in the village. Excellent. What I wonder what village they're talking about. They haven't referenced any village. Oh, well, so I think you're about to. What are B's real origins? <laughs> Where, what are Blah Blah's real origins? Right. As it turns out, the real history of Blah... Hey, you got a real one in there. Oh, yeah, I did. Nice. Yep, B-L-A-H. Yep. The real history of Blah, an Ouble legend, refers to saying, Sha Sha. <laughs> "Quote unquote, sha sha," to it to New England colonists. Rick. <laughs> is that is that the famous Rick? So what do you think of the What do you think of the early days? You think of guys like Miles Standish and, um, of course, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and everything. But 
A lot of people forget Rick. Oh, from Rick, from Rick's museum. That's <laughs> right. His parties in his in uh, Rick's house. <laughs> okay, so uh, blah blah came from saying sha sha to Rick. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he told long crummy tales that we all called foul, dull, sad, and dangerous. dangerous. A tick of his, mumbling. <laughs> Rick's bane. You can't, oh well, I, I put in the word. All right, ready? Just Rick's bane. American tradition kind of falls apart at the end. I thought it was decent for the first like three quarters. I'm just happy you talked about Rick. That's yeah, that's great. I forgot until just now. I totally forgot about uh, the 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 that was the Winton Pennell van. Yeah, one, I think party at Rick's house for the yeah. uh, Rebellion <laughs> Festival. Would celebrate, which celebrated when they did a rebellion. In, uh, he did his own in rebellion. <laughs> That was so good, KJ. Another well, thanks. beautiful, uh, nothing about baseball, which is really cool. I was glad you did that. Let me see. So the only controversial part is the 10 good men and AJ Spaulding. They they absolutely yeah. slander in this. That text got crossed out and made into a new text. We call that getting rossed. Should we do this? That was really good, Mark. I really enjoyed that. Oh, thank you. That was nice. Thank you. Uh, I struggled with this for a little while until I got the first name. Um, you called it an existential crisis at the beginning of this episode. I did. I didn't know if I could Ross anymore. I had I had about four false starts, which I never usually do. I can usually chip away at it and get through a Rossing. But for whatever reason, I had such a hard time. Until this one hit, and I feel pretty good about it. So I'm, I'm excited to see what you think. My cross out, my Ross is called... Baseball. I took the direct route. This is the history of baseball. It's strictly factual. Okay. And we're into it. Here we go. <laughs> Damn it. I read one line ahead and I'm laughing. Ace Dabner Due Date. I really like the last name of Due Date. <laughs> now, generally it's tradition in the, you know, from the old world that last names come from like a profession or... Um, you know, your name would be Taylor. If you were a tailor, you were Taylor. Yeah. Um, so he's a librarian. What profession do you think do, uh, someone whose last name was Due Date? What is his ancestor? Video store? Newspaper? Newspaper? <laughs> Ye old video rental. Yeah. So, okay. First sentence. Ace Dabner Due Date, credited with developing the game quotations butter slice heard that a young man named abe r blay invented the game known as baseball what do you think butter i want to play butter slice i think butter slice is <laughs> you got your brick of butter right and you throw it at your friend and he has to he's got a slice of <laughs> cut it cut it midair yeah I think that's butter slice, but and that led to baseball. That kind of makes sense, I guess. It's not connected because that's just Ace Dabner due dates game, and that this—that's the guy who heard that a young man named Abe R. Blay invented the game known as baseball. Yeah, it's a very convoluted story right off the bat. Right off the bat, it's taken twists and turns. So, we've do you got... think that guy's first name is Ace? Or are they saying he was like really good at the sport? <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> you know, so he's the best butter slicer. 
<laughs> I really like that theory that he's the ace of butter slice. Ace Dabner Dude. Makes sense. He developed the game. <laughs> butter slice. So um, he heard that a young man named Abe Arblay invented the game known as baseball. All right. That's just the first sentence. Right. No person knew or killed. That's N-E-W. <laughs> or killed. Tall or bald knew this. I just like the way that these things always knew. Like, why would you call somebody <laughs> a new person? A, li- a living person or <laughs> I don't know. A I don't new- even know how to. I don't even know how to vocalize what I'm trying to say. Uh, it doesn't look. Those are. <laughs> those are <laughs> they're not opposites. They don't belong next to each other. <laughs> New or killed is sort of opposite, so that makes sense. (laughs) New or killed, tall or bald, knew this. So no one knew it, really. Ted said he created the sport, yet baseball's origins, namely if Ted's flimsy evidence, the claims of one man, mining engineer Aner Gross, who said he cool with Ted in the 1930s, went not beheld. I don't know what the last part means, but it is awesome that we that we got um yeah. we finally got like a, a almost a, a, a what do we call it like a jinx a jinx moment in Rossing. That's amazing. When I heard yours, yours was <laughs> Abe Gross, who yeah. also said he's cool with Uble. <laughs> My guy Aner Gross said he was cool with Ted. That's wild. For all the liberties that I take with my Rossing, you gave somebody the first Aner, the first name Aner. Sounds like a name. Aner Grass, and I couldn't decide whether or not I wanted to pronounce it Grass or Graw or Graws. I'm going with Graws. I should have gone with Graw, I think. Yeah. Like Marty. So let's pick apart the sentence. There's a lot here. It's uh, meandering, to say the least. So Ted says he creates the, created the sport. Yeah, baseball's <laughs> origins, based on, uh, namely, if Ted's... His own, yeah. Na- Ted's flimsy evidence. And this is the evidence. The claims of one man, mining engineer, Aner Gross, who said he cool with Ted in the 1930s, went not beheld. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that means at all. <laughs> Went not be. I mean, I think I know each word. What that? Well, what does behold mean? Like behold. Usually, you're kind of like marveling at something, right? Yes. It was not beheld. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so if it was not beheld, then it was just nobody really gave a shit about it is you that what's going it. on yes you got it it okay. was so crystal okay. clear right it went not beheld okay no one really cared about those claims nobody really cared about the mining engine it's so man you're right it's so meandering they can't the claims of one man mining engine said he cool it went not beheld Ted said he created the sport yes baseballs namely if Ted's supposed to be out of the claims <laughs> I don't think it makes sense I think I <laughs> it's almost like reading something a lawyer wrote yeah it is it's very lawyerly all right, and then it says, Old legend references games resembling baseball, yet ancestors appear to blind children, saying, I swear Dan Dampus as Creador. All right, I'll give you the... I can either give you the name Dan Dampus, or I can give you switching to Spanish, but you can't do mid-sentence. Dan Dampus is the least Spanish name I've ever heard in my life. Well, he doesn't have to be Spanish, just the uh, ancestors. 
The ancestors are Spanish. Escreador. So that means... Escreador de Butterslice, Escreador de... <laughs> um, Baseball. Uh, so Escreador means he's the creator, right? Did I use that correctly? Is that is that how you spell creator in Spanish? I don't know. I, I thought there'd be a T in it, but... Well, that's what I looked up because okay. I, I couldn't make the word creator, but I saw that and I was like, I wonder if that's Spanish. And sure enough, it was. So we've got claims. So we've got claims from, let's go over the list here. We've got claims. Abe, Abe Blay. Blay. We got Ted. And then we got Dan Dampus in the mix. Well, if we're, if we're calling Butterslice a precursor <laughs> to baseball, then Dabner Dudate should be mentioned as well. <laughs> Ace Dabner due date. <laughs> so we've got a lot of claims. Let's see if they wrap it up in this art of this historical document. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Here we go. In the mid 19th century, in September 1845, it's kind of my favorite that they first what? first they give you a time period, <laughs> and then they narrow it down, but not but not really narrow. <laughs> they still only give you the month. <laughs> A group of workmen founded the new KKK Baseball Club. Wow, that's a nice name. One of them, volunteer fighter and banker Lex (laughs) Anderjo Catwig, would codify a new set of rules that would form the basis for modern baseball. Here's the things that... uh, What's his name? (laughs) It's Lex Anderjo Catwig. He's in the new well, KKK baseball club. Well, much like Abner Dudate, if we were to go back and look at the intra- ancestry of... <laughs> where, did he, where did Lex? You should just cross out. You should just make names. It would make me laugh the whole time. So Lex Ander sounds like Alexander if like if the parents were dyslexic or something. Yeah, you cracked that code. Lex Ander. Lex Joe. Ander Joe. What's Ander with a hyphen J O? Yeah. It's a very, very unique name you have, sir. Lex Ander Joe Catwig. <laughs> was volunteer was volunteer fighter? Did that come out for a volunteer firefighter? Yeah. <laughs> and he's also a banker. <laughs> you wouldn't think those two would, would go well together. No. If you're, you know, if the bag manager comes in covered in blood one day, <laughs> his coworker's like, "Well, I'm sure you got at least paid for getting beaten up like that." He's like, "No, <laughs> no I volunteered." All right, so- there's something that the cat, the Catwig family always uh, promoted. It was volunteerism. <laughs> All right, so uh, one of them, volunteer fighter and banker Lex Andrejo Catwig, would codify a new set of rules that would form the basis for modern baseball. Here we go. We're gonna dig into these rules. Calling for a dim, D-shaped infield, full sand trees, trikers, ableist walls, ethernet, and more challenging hills. <laughs> they stripped the game down a little to get it to where we know it right now. <laughs> those are the, the main pieces of modern baseball. Now, was that, were, those, were those rules in place like when Abe, uh, Abe Ruth... <laughs> I accidentally rossed Babe Ruth. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if those I wonder if those were the rules rules back in like the twenties. Well, if the infield was was dim and shaped like a D, well, I mean everyone knows that's how it is. Why would there be trees in the infield? 
full sand. Oh, I don't even know what a sand tree is, to be honest with you. Me neither. Trikers? Like yep. men that ride on a, on a trike? Indeed. Like, uh, okay. Yep. And the walls are ableist. I don't know in what way. Oh, ableist is like uh, um, like if you dislike handicapped people, yeah. I think you're an ableist. Like if you refuse to put in a ramp or something like that. <laughs> yes. You're an ableist. So the, so the wall... Um, okay, I can actually kind of see that. I mean, it was the... It was 150 years ago, or, or I don't know. If uh, and then, then the article ends. In 1846, the KKKers played the first <laughs> official game of baseball against a team of crickets, beginning a new, uniquely American tradition. See where? Do you see where Rick came from for me? <laughs> oh yeah, Rick. Cricket. <laughs> yeah, this whole story, just like the real one, your story. Hadn't heard any of these things before. Well, I think I might like Dan. I like the way how you, all your names are uh, so alliterative. <laughs> Dabner Duday, Dan Dampas. I think butter slice is a cool phrase. You're, you're good at coming up with stuff that Abe R. Blay. <laughs> I don't know. That's a little lazy, I think. Ted. Uh, Ted. Um, yeah, you had a lot of names in yours. Oh, how, okay, obviously. How did I skip over Lex Andrew Joe Catholic? <laughs> That's my, one of my favorite names I've ever heard. I want to see a picture of him because you know he's got like a gigantic uh, mustache. like Twirly mustache? Yeah, yeah. Just like a humongous <laughs> mustache. Why did you put a hyphen in between Ander and Joe? Because <laughs> it's Ander Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Is that his middle name, or is that like a hyphenated last name, but then there's another last name that doesn't have a hyphen, apparently. Lex, Ander, hyphen, Joe, no hyphen, Catwick. Yeah. Lex, Ander, Joe, Catwick. What do you go by? That, that I, the whole thing. Lex, Ander, Joe, Catwick. Lex, Ander, Joe. <laughs> sounds like sounds like you're having a stroke. That text got crossed out and made into a new text. We call that getting rossed. Well, that was fun, uh, KJ. Thanks for crossing out letters with me. Yeah, <clears throat> it's good to be back. Twenty twenty four. I'm glad you um got through your existential crisis. Yeah, as soon as I got due date as a last name, it was off to the races. That was the first thing you did. You you only needed a little prodding. You were being yeah. um, melodramatic, I think. No. <laughs> it was really no? hard. <laughs> I've been having a hard time rossing. Rossing's really hard, everybody. You should try it. Just like Minger Abe Grass tried it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Abe Grass. Oh, what a thrilling episode. We had uh, a Ross from uh, a listener. That, that makes us so happy. I can't even describe how happy that makes us. Thanks for listening to another episode of the, the Ross G New Tape Podcast Show with myself, um, Ronono, and uh, KJ Menlo. Uh, please email us with your Rosses. It could be of anything. It doesn't have to be. Or facts. Or <laughs> Do you want to give out your fax number? 561-807-5998. Once again, that's 561 807 5998 facts in your Rosses. Um, and KJ's not and lying. I won't. He actually No, I, I didn't Ross that phone number. Right. I, I, I that's a real that's a real thing. Please email us or fax us uh, at that number previously mentioned or our email address which is 
Ross G. Nute, that's R-O-S-S-G-N-O-U-T-E-E at gmail.com. And uh, maybe somebody could write in and take Butter Slice and make, tell us a game that you think, I want to know what game could be called Butter Slice, because I don't think it has to involve butter itself. I think it could be like, <laughs> like, um, like some, one of the actions in the game reminds you of like, buttering a slice of bread or something oh, i don't know smart. there's so you want them there's to, something there you want them to write an article about butter slice and then ross <laughs> that, article. <laughs> that would make us laugh so hard or ross how could you do that or or just find any article here's what you could do you could take you could go to uh, ai chatbot and say uh Make an article about a game called Butter Slice, and then you could Ross that. Okay. I'm waiting for an AI that can do Rosses for us. That would, oh man, that would make the show so make much Make it more so fun. much easier. Wouldn't have to do any, I wouldn't have to, you you do all the editing. I wouldn't have to do anything at all at that point. <laughs> you just sit back, listen to him, comment. And, la- and laugh at yep. Butter Slice. <laughs> Dan Dampus. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. We've been uh, Ronono and KJ Menlo and uh, Morning. The Ross G. New Day Podcast Show. With Ronono and KJ Menlo. I have to sign it at a restaurant from now on. I'm going to sign my name as Lex. <laughs> Party of four for Lexander Joe Catwig. Andrew Joe Catwig. Is that what they say? What they say? And the, the Andrew Joe Catwig party of four. <laughs> That's my life dream is to be at a restaurant and hear somebody say that and be like, oh my God, somebody really does listen to our show. Or someone's real name is Lex Andrew. No, well, no way. There's nobody's real name is Lex Andrew Joe Catwig. I really want to know why your last name would be Catwig. Maybe, maybe it's a rough translation. Of something.